Welcome to the Hypersloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus. Coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersloth Happy Hour. Never before have I turned on you when you look too good to me. The beady eyes that can cut me in two and I just can't let you be. But it's a free for all and a hide I said, you can bet your life. Stakes are high and so am I. It's in the air tonight. It's gonna It's going to be a rock and roll weekend. Rock and roll weekend. Hey, hey, how do, party people? It is going to be a rock and roll weekend. You know why? Because you get your boy Rufus in the house, and pretty soon you'll have your boy Double Z in the house. Zigzag, as we call him. That's his long name. That's his, his Christian name, as, as you, you, know, you might think of it. Zig Zag. I call him Double Z, but we're buddies like that. Don't you fucking dare call him Double Z. I won't stand for it, and neither will he. You call him Mr. Zigzag. Maybe Dr. Zigzag. I demand that you call him Dr. Zigzag, and you call me Professor Rufus. But now that we've got that out of the way, <clears throat> thanks for joining us. Oh, man, it's a free-for-all. Friday night free-for-all. You probably noticed Double Z is a tad late. He gave me a heads up, said he would be. So what I might do until he arrives is, is spin a Hypersloth song. One of the songs you love, of course, might be Beer's Food. Might be Internet Love Song. Might be Fried Eggs and Ham. And it might even be Farmer Song. You don't know. It's a gamble. It's a risk. That's what's, that's what's going to keep you listening until I spin it, until I decide at the last freaking second. But, uh... Right now, I can hear my my son in the next room playing Metroid on the Nintendo, and he's about eight years old. I th- last time I checked, I think he's eight years old. Might be seven. Shit, he might even be 12. I'm pretty sure he's eight. I'll have to check with his mom if she ever comes home. Um, anyway, he's playing Metroid on the uh, Nintendo system. The same Nintendo system I had as a lad 30-some-odd years ago. Well, not the same one, but I mean, it's... A vintage, it's an actual Nintendo system. It's not like I hacked my laptop to play old Nintendo games or it's some emulating piece of uh, hardware. And boy, that brings back memories of probably the, the most stressful time in my life was probably playing Nintendo games as a child. Uh, I, I've never felt as much rage, as much angst, as much anger at inanimate objects or virtual animate objects. I, I, I can remember I would be playing a game and I'd have the controller in my hand and I would get so fucking pissed at the games because the games cheat. We know the games cheat, especially when you're a 10-year-old kid or 12 or however old I was and you just can't beat that one goddamn level because there's just an onslaught, especially Commando. You ever play the game Commando? I highly I highly recommend it. But at the same time, don't blame me when you lose your fucking mind and go on a killing spree and burn down your the entire town you live in. Because that game will piss you the fuck off. 
you're just one little dude with one little gun, and there's just an onslaught of bad guys coming from every witch away. Every witch away. There's there is not a witch away from which they don't come at you. And you're you can't do anything. And I remember flinging the controllers of my Nintendo across the room into the wall and smashing them and I I would take them by the cord and whip them around just like the lead singer of The Who does his microphone except that instead of catching it and singing into the controller I would slam it into the coffee table and it shattered into bits his name is Roger Daltrey and uh Daltrey, yeah, I, I would my Nintendo controller. I would whip it around by the cord, but I wouldn't catch it. I, I would just slam it repeatedly on the fucking coffee table. And of course, my parents hated having to buy me, you know, replacement controllers and coffee tables. But I don't know. I'm a better man because of it, I guess. Were Zigzag, you, how are you? Were you drinking a lot of coffee back then? Not, not at that age. No, but probably a lot of cokes. A lot of coke. A lot of pop. No wonder you were so amped up. You're smashing your Mario Brothers into into dust. <laughs> yeah, you These know games are infuriating. I could not get into Mario Brothers. I don't know why. I, I preferred like the adventure games more than like the repetitive, mind numbing games like you like uh, someone like with your kind of IQ would enjoy. Yeah, well, Mario was the what introduced me to the NES. Because when I saw it, it was like magic. I'd never seen anything like that. A buddy of mine had it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And it blew my mind. But it was the, the deeper and more involved games. Like Metroid, which my kid is playing, is one where you there's like it's an entire fucking world, and you got to find the right things and do the right things, and you got to save your progress and shit. <laughs> That's more rewarding to me, is like achieving something. What's so funny is... Just, People like uh, one of these idiots that works for me, like never saves his fucking work, right? And and computers crash. It's just a fucking way of life. And I'm like, dude, have you oh, never yeah. played a fucking computer game where you're like saving like every 45 seconds? You save the game because you're like, God, I never fucking been this far. You know what I mean? So you're like, I gotta, I, I want to save it because I don't want to go back and do something that's totally impossible over again. Oh yeah. And I love when you're playing a game, and it's like a really intense fucking like point in the game. You can't really stop to do anything. And in modern games, like it'll auto save, and you'll see that little right. icon auto saving, and you're like, "Thank fucking god!" Yeah, whoever invented that was a genius. A genius of hyper sloth. Oh yeah, quality auto save. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Probably would have been charge of gaming. We would have come up with that. Probably would have been a lot less broken uh, coffee tables. And controllers at your house if there had been autosave when you were a youngster. Or yeah, or save at all. There wasn't even save. That now that's just cruel. That is just cruel. That's exactly that what Trump cruel. wants. He wants the whole world with no yeah, autosave. I heard he wrote an executive no, order. Just a res He wants a reset button. Yeah, we need a reset button, that's for sure. But enough about him. He's getting enough fucking press. That's the only reason he even did any of this, I'm thinking, is so he could constantly be fucking tweeting and think that people gave a shit about him. It's a it's a feather in his combed-over cap, basically, I think is all he cares about. <laughs> feather. That's, that's pretty funny that uh, 
He doesn't. Thanks. I don't. I think if, if he wore a cap, you think the oh he wore one of those stupid "Make America Great Again" hat, didn't he? Yeah, made in China. Of course, dude. I mean, of course he's going to try to get every nickel out of China he can before he starts the embargo or whatever the fuck he's planning on doing to to ruin America. Yeah, who knows? Who cares? But we're not talking about Trump, That's right? right. We're not. We're not. Hey, I got to try. You know what, dude? Do you think Trump, the last thing I'm going to say about Trump, you think he would have let Balky <laughs> into the country? Uh... I no, I don't think he would have let Balky in, and I think he would have deported Balky had he been in. Despite, it, it, even if Balky showed up at the Oval Office and performed the happy dance, I don't think Trump is sensitive enough to even give a shit about. I, I hope he at least if Balky if he deports Balky, I'm going to tell you right now. I think I'd rather have him keep Balky and deport Cousin Larry, because Cousin Larry was kind of douchebag. <laughs> Cousin Larry was really, a douchebag. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was like uh, Larry from the Street Three Stooges. That's the problem. That is the problem with America, dude. They need to be like keeping the Balkies and deporting the cousin Larrys. And by cousin Larrys, I pretty much mean a lot of the people that voted for Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only the Larrys would do that, not the Balkies. We should make like a, a cousin Larry into like a some kind of hate word, some kind of word that if you call someone a cousin Larry. You can, like, go to jail for it as a hate crime. Oh, my God. It's like the the white version of an Uncle Tom or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like a Cousin Larry. I mean, that's like the ultimate low blow. He didn't get any pussy, did he? As far as I remember, like, Cousin Larry was, e- like, either a closeted homosexual or, or the worst fucking pickup dude in the world. I mean, next to, next to Balky, like, any dude looks like a stud, basically. Well, what always blew my mind about that show was they both had, like, super hot babe girlfriends, but apparently there was no action going on. Cousin Larry had a girlfriend? I find that very hard to believe. I must have blocked that out. It, they both did. They were both mega hot blondes. So, I mean, it's a comedy fiction show, obviously. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? That was a TV show? I thought it was a documentary. I thought it was at least reality TV. It will. We should let's let's make uh, what is that? Perfect Strangers. Let's make that show again with like a guy from the Deep South and a guy that just moved here from Syria. And they can there have a go. and they'll have a we'll cage reboot. match where they fight to the death. I like it. You like that? That's the next. What would you call a show like yes. that? Uh, Perfect Strangers 2? Extreme? <laughs> Perfect Strangers the Cage Match Years? Yes. You know what, Rufus? Here's something I thought about on the way home. This is totally unrelated, but where in the world do you think the band Fog Hat got its name? Uh, probably drugs. Do you think, do you think like a fog hat is a thing that we're not aware of and it's just been like rendered obsolete and we're like, oh, okay. There is such a thing as a fog hat. I'm pretty certain fog hat is not an actual thing, but I'm going to have to look that up at our disposal. Yeah. I'm going to look it up and see if a fog hat is a real thing. 
I'm afraid your mic will cut out. Fog hat, slow ride. Take it easy. Did you even know that Fog hat was English? (laughs) No, no shit. Yeah, that kind of surprises me, to be honest with you. You know, that surprises me as much as whenever I found out that Thin Lizzy was Irish. Now that is a shocker for sure. Now what's the Especially story behind... since the lead singer's black. You don't think a black Irish guy. No, it's not. No, he's not. Are you joking or not? Thin Lizzy? Yeah. No, I'm not joking. I can tell you right now, I've never seen a picture of, of Thin Lizzy. I've seen their album cover a million times, but I've never seen a picture of the people in the band. Yeah. Let's see Irish here. Is a black Irish dude. Uh, each of their gold, uh, records went gold, blah, blah, blah. Fool for the city. Remember that song? Wow. They got some, you know what? Oh, Fog yeah. Hat like, has some classic songs. And, and one time when I lived in that little town in Indiana, Fog Hat, and you know what? It wasn't Fog Hat. It was Three, three Dog Night was coming, right? And uh, turns out that like uh-huh. the lead guy died. On his way, like... What? Yes. Yes. The lead guy died, so they had to, like, cancel the show for Three Dog Night in this small town in Indiana that I lived in. How do you like... That was, like, two Holy years ago shit, that's that crazy. that happened. So that it was just a two-dog night. <laughs> well, I think that pretty much the moral to that story is Mama told him not to come. <laughs> I thought, you know what, they had it in the newspaper the next day. I'm like, well, how did they not get that fucking headline for the guy dying? I mean, how did they miss out on such an easy fucking, uh, an easy headline for that story? Simpler times. Simpler times. That was two years ago. Or less. You know what, here's, we didn't know this, but, uh... It, after 1978, Foghat record sales began to slip, and their last album from Bearsville label, The Zigzag Walk, in 1983. Really? No kidding. Yeah, in 83, it touched the charts at number 192. Just one short of uh, the Happy Birthday song. <laughs> it was beat out by the Happy Birthday song? Yes, it was actually beat out. I think it was beat out by the soundtrack to the Where's the Beef uh, lady for the uh, <laughs> commercial. Oh my gosh, she probably did some sort of stupid hip hop thing in her 80s. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm guessing it just was the commercial music for Where's the Beef. Oh, you know there's a Where's the Beef remix. <laughs> Dude, we have to search Where's the Beef remix. <laughs> where's the Beef? Where's the Beef? That lady went on to be pretty famous, didn't she? Did, did she go on at all? I mean, she was fucking old as shit. When those she wasn't the lady on. who like threw the wind, the tire through the window, too, was she? At the uh, oh, the discount tire yeah, commercial. Yeah, the discount no, tire lady. Not. She wasn't. A, she just they they channeled the same anger, I think. Yes. Well, here's the Stanton Warriors. Not Where's a- the beef original mix? You want to you want to take a little listen to it and see where we're, see what we're looking at? Ah. Uh. Yeah. All right, get to the where's the beef part. (gasps) Wait a minute, there's... 
There's no... No, you can't do that. Do not listen to Stan Warriors. They actually did a Where's the Beef song without the lady's lyrics. That's that's called a bait and switch. Turns out they're embroiled within a pretty deep lawsuit with... Uh, Are they... Where was the Where's the Beef lady? embroiled? What commercial was that? That was for Burger King? I think so, Burger King. Was it? Where's the beef? Oh, no. I'd love to see. She's probably dead by now, isn't she? Oh, God. She's got to be, dude. She was ancient. Yeah, but that's what's weird. You think that they are, and it's just like they live for... You know what? You know, like, those people that you meet when you're, like, your dad's friends, and they look old already when you're, like, 20 years old, and then now that you're, like, 40, they haven't really changed that much because they just kind of always looked old? Does that make sense? No, that does make sense. My a, a, a friend of my dad has he's he must be two hundred years old because when I met him as a kid, he he's had to have been in his like seventies, and yet he's still alive. And he like he's a professor and he teaches and he's a heavy drinker and a partier and the partier. dude looks like he looks like somebody should have chiseled his face in Mount Rushmore. And the dude looks like. An old ass learned man. <laughs> Is he, he got a like big red broken out nose? <laughs> yeah, that, you know man. How, I hate you know to say it. it takes to chisel that those veins into. Short of having your nose cut off, your nose is a fucking tattletale. If you're like a hard drinking alcoholic, your nose will tell oh, a yeah. story. You know what I mean? Not now. Not if you drink a case of beer a day. I know. That for a fact, that just makes your face really fat and your eyes look puffy. But like drinking hard liquor on a regular basis will make your fucking nose look like Winston Churchill. I know young guys whose noses are like headed that way. I'm being dead serious. Oh my god. Okay, listen, I I just found some trivia about where's the beef. Oh, still. let us hear. There Do was tell. A, there was there was a single. Called "Where's the Beef," recorded by Coyote McLeod and Clara Peller. I remember based them. On the advertisement catchphrase. And Clara Peller is the old lady, and oh, holy! F- no, she died in 1987 at oh. the age of 85. How old was she when she made the commercial? Ah, uh, must have been late 70s. I think the commercial. I would say early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't even get to enjoy any of her where's the beef money. Honestly. She probably couldn't even digest the beef. Bet her grandkids enjoyed the where's the beef money. They're probably still living off that where's the beef money. You think? They're probably living off the the royalties from that single. (laughs) They probably, maybe that was them. That might have been their band, for all we know. The Stanton (laughs) Warriors. It's a, it's a. It was pretty deep. I mean, I think you got to take like twenty hits of ecstasy and eat a bunch of beef to really get into the the beat that was going on there. I think they made one called "Where's the Beat." <laughs> it was a failure. So that's where we never really did find out where Fog Hat comes from. I'm assuming it's you can probably buy one somewhere. Probably a, yeah. I mean, I guess in 
in foggy areas. Right. They mostly. I'm surprised they're not from Ireland. It just seems like it would make sense with the weather there. <laughs> That's true. Ah, uh, you're such a fool for the city. Do you remember any of their? Did you realize? <laughs> do you realize all these songs are are even? Uh, Fog hat. I just want to make love to you. I don't know if I remember that one. Let's let's hear that one real quick. This was like a do some cocaine and get you laid song. Probably in 1978. It's my kind of song. I like it so far. I can't hear it. What's it called? uh, I'll have to mix it in. I just want to make love to you. All right, let's get to the chorus. That's a fairly famous song, correct? That's got to be a cover, isn't that like an old blues song? I don't, I don't think so. I think that's the real deal, brother. There, I think. I might gotta say, Rube. No, that's. I'm digging it a little bit, though. I know I. I'm starting to feel like I have not been listening to enough fucking Fog Hat. That's a 1954 blues song by Willie Dixon. Oh, that makes sense. So they kind of did the Led Zeppelin route. They just kind of made every blues song yeah. into their own song and like changed two or three words. Well, good for that. I mean, they're bringing the old to the the new kids. You know, that's cool. You gotta. I don't think there's any problem with that. Well, I but the question is, uh, did they give Willie Dixon his props, or did they just say that's our song and uh, we recorded it? They probably paid him a little more to shine their shoes. Yeah, obviously it wasn't theirs because Etta James sang this song in 1960. You want to hear her version? Sure. Here we go. She just wants to make love to you. Okay, you get the point. I like them each equally. Actually, I'm going to have to say I do too. I preferred Foghat's version. I'll tell you what. I think that I hear some uh, some keyboard in there because I think some keyboard can really bring it to like a song like that. 
You mean like piano keyboard or like synth keyboard? Just that uh, I would say like electric piano, you know, like organy sounded Elect- really. Yeah. I love that old like organ piano sound. Yes, like a like in in a Gata de Vida. It's like, oh, it's fucking dark and scary, but oh man, let's get higher. That's how I felt anyways. Right, right. What is that? That's a, a Hammond B3 organ, I think is what is was it? most prominently used. With one of those speakers that turns around in a circle that makes it even extra cooler. Yeah, I think they they even made some of those keyboards with that speaker built in. Yeah, my neighbors actually had one like that. Honest to God. And the keyboard was so badass. Dude, this keyboard was... it was This is like 1978. And they had this... God, what the fuck was the... A Kimball. I think it was a Kimball keyboard. And this thing had like three mm-hmm. layers of fucking keys on it, right? I mean, it's like a big looking piece of furniture, all wood and shit. But it had like all the tempos oh, yeah. and shit built into it where you like flip down this little switch and you could turn on like, I mean, it was like the first, I don't know, it was like an early music computer, oddly enough, because you could get shit sounding pretty cool on there just using their presets. Of course, I was just oh, yeah, a little kid, so I was definitely. naturally high. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, being a little kid where you're just high all the time. Right. Before life you're brought alive me down. For the first time ever. Before I got sober on life. Yeah, life will fuck you up, man. Life will make. Uh, you know what life does? It makes getting high and drunk fun. That's what life does. It do- it makes it necessary, not well, just fun. It has to be done. <laughs> well, it does if you want to survive life. This is true. You know, because life can life will throw or, you a curveball. Or curve at least, <laughs> or at least in, find some enjoyment in not surviving life, like most of us. <laughs> That's true. That's surviving life hungover. That sucks. Honestly, I can say I, there is nothing worse in this world than a really bad fucking hangover. Because I don't care what you do, short of drinking more beer or something, you can't. You can take as much aspirin as you want, a fucking hot shower, eat a big fat breakfast. A hangover is just something that fucking sticks with you. You know. This is absolutely true. I mean, a very bad hangover is really hard to shake. But there is a silver lining to it that I've come to enjoy, even in the throes of fucking agony, and that is that. Only a really bad hangover really makes you not give a fucking shit about anything else. Like, <laughs> I will not give a fuck about my job because I feel so bad. I'll be like, I'm not even logging into email or chat. Fuck you, idiots. I'm that is true. Like shit. That is true. Because you feel like you're going to die. Yeah, you're just like, I mean, fuck, dude. Your, I, your last I, I could die here the way my fucking right. heart is beating and the way I'm sweating. That's Those are the warning signs that most people go to the fucking hospital with and when you're just fucking hung over you're just like fucking yes. tough it out it's just a hangover i wonder how many di- people died when they're like it's just a hangover and then they just fucking die of a heart attack uh probably a lot but i don't even care i'll be a big a, a total pussy with a hangover i mean i'll just be a big baby <laughs> lay in bed all day I, I won't give a shit about anything i'll be like fuck it you know i feel like shit i don't give a fuck so that's my silver lining. And then there's always that moment, like, right, when you have a really bad hangover that lasts, like, all fucking day, 
it does start to get better around like six or seven p.m. And then you're like, oh, guess I'll have a few beers. Cool. Now I'm gonna. I guess I'll have a few beers. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love that you're like it's somehow five o'clock is the miraculous healing time. It's too late to get any work done, but uh, early enough and late enough to have a beer. So it's like you can That's come right. out of your womb at five o'clock when it's when no one from work can possibly try to call you, and it's okay to have a drink. <laughs> hey, my body knows me better than I do. That's right. That's Don't sure. fight it, dude. Don't fight it. I mean, like you've never had a couple beers just to get over a fucking hangover. I mean, that is that is obviously drunk talk, but I've done it a million fucking times. <laughs> I have, of course, yeah. But I I do always wait until I mean I I suffer through it until my normal drinking hour. But then I'm like, enough of this, and I crack one open. Not and me, I feel dude. like shit, but at least I'm numbed. If I feel a really, really bad one, I got no problem drinking a fucking uh, Bud Light Lime at fucking 8.30 in the morning. If if I'm like, it's, <laughs> if I have like a job to do, like, you know, like I've made mistakes where I go out and get all fucked up on a fucking work night knowing that I had like a heavy schedule the next day. And yeah. uh, let me tell you that at about nine o'clock when you're really feeling crappy, you know, you get you, you like to think that you get in the shower, drink a bunch of water. And you're going to start feeling better. But usually after you've been awake for a couple hours when you start feeling really shitty. And I'm just like, you know what? Oh, yeah. Time to fucking have a beer and, and put this off till tomorrow. And I've been saying that since 1992. And uh, I haven't had a hangover <laughs> since because I've been drunk every day since. <laughs> and you're a wild success in business and in life. Well, I'll you should write a, a, a book. I'll tell you, I was going to change my name to Winston Churchill at one point, but uh, I didn't, couldn't deal with the hate mail. Winston is a grand name. Maybe that's what, I mean, so grand, grand, so grand that they named a cigarette after it. Where do you get the guts to do that? I don't know. I mean, if your name's Winston, you better expect some high motherfucking expectations. That's for sure. It is. That's true. What do you call, but see, is like short for Winston, like Winnie or something really fucking gay? Or do you just not even go there trying to to shorten up Winston? Uh, Dude, if you bump up against somebody named Winston and you call them Winnie, it might be your last day on earth. It's game on. That's, That's go time. That's go time for sure. Winston's don't fuck around. They don't. They're swingers. Winston's are swingers, and and by that I mean they like to have sex with lots of weird people. Yeah. Well. But uh, so call him Winnie. That's right. That's why I don't. That's why. Have you ever met someone named Winston other than my middle name being Winston? Uh, no, no, no. I have not. I wonder what kind of person that would make you. Do, you. do you like have to live up to something if your name is Winston? Are you like expected to do great Probably. things? I think so. I I think you are. It, you probably come from a lineage that has done great things, and now you're like, fuck, my name's Winston. And so you got to go to an Ivy League college and row and play polo and shit. Now, what are some, think of like a low-level name where they wouldn't expect you to do anything. Because that's probably what I'll change my Lloyd. name to. Like, 
Eugene. Eugene, is that a low one? Yeah, that's like two. That's a low one. That's Eugene. two names put together. Shelton. Shelton. I've never met a successful Shelton. Have you met a Shelton in real life? Um, I met a Shelton in elementary school, and he threw up a hot dog on my shoe. So <laughs> I don't like Shelton. What an asshole! What a fucking asshole! You know what's really gross, dude? Is I went, uh, I went out of town to to Grand Rapids, Michigan. I told you that I was making that trip, right? And we parked. We stayed at a really nice hotel, and. We had to park in the lot across the street, right? And it was 30 bucks to park in the lot. If you ever want to make a ton of money, obviously own a fucking parking lot in a big city. Because they're like no maintenance and they just shit out fucking 50 bucks a day per car. But anyways, uh, I go to get... We're packing up the car, getting ready to leave. And the fucking... Someone had puked right next to my fucking car door. Ugh. Can you fucking believe it? Can you even fucking believe that? You sure it was pure? Dude, are you, now you sound like my it. wife. I'm like, man, I know anybody knows what puke looks like. My daughter took one look at it and was like, ooh, it's puke. So, yeah, Gosh. it was puke, dude. And you know what really sucks, Rufus, is I didn't see it at first, and I may have inadvertently walked into it. Oh, zigzag. Uh, yeah, you're telling me? You're telling me? I was fucking scarred for like the last week. I'm finally able to to think straight. You threw those shoes out, right? Well, luckily, Rufus, it was there was a lot of snow on the ground, so later in the day, so I just kind of wore them out into the snow, and, and they're good as gold now. It, I mean, I, yeah, there was puke, but it, I wasn't, like, wading through it. But it was gross. Oh, it was an ankle-deep vomit. It was fucking well, gross. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Why Why outside your door? I mean, do you think they were walking by? They just yes. put a hand up on your, your car and leaned yes. against it? And That's exactly eaved. what I believe. You're, no, you know what? No. My, my real thought is the asshole fucking that was parked next to me, like drives up it's like don't puke telling some dude don't puke don't puke don't puke and then parks his car and is like go ahead and puke and the guy pukes all over when they park the car i thought about pissing on <laughs> the car next Christ. to me taking a giant shit on its windshield <laughs> but i i haven't shit outside of my house puke? in like 25 years so i couldn't do that uh, it, could you identify anything in the puke uh, I want to say there was tortilla chips probably in the puke, but that's about all I could recognize. That re- that reminds me of something actually, because it happened at a Mexican food restaurant. Has this ever happened to you where you're at a restaurant, one that you've been to many times and you know is fantastic and you love it and you go there all the time, and then you go into the men's room and there's either somebody vomiting in the stall actively while you're in there or you look in a urinal and it's obviously been vomited into and then you have to go back out and order your food <laughs> no but I, I haven't i'm not sure i've seen puke but i've seen so many fucking like people just leave their shit in the toilet that it made me not want to fucking eat or just the smell of shit when you walk into the fucking bathroom someone else's shit you're just like no no 
Why why did why did I do that? <laughs> I remember walking into a restaurant in Kyle, Texas, where we live, you know, back in Texas. It's a restaurant we've been to a million times, and I walked in there, and I immediately got that smell of bile. You know, that, oh my that God. gut shit that comes out of you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I walked up to one of the two urinals, and I looked over in the other ur- urinal, and there was obviously, like, mucus and chunks of... Someone puked in the urinal. Something. Somebody had puked in the urinal. And with that, seeing that and the, the smell of the bile... Oh, I still went God. out and had a fantastic meal, but it was it was tough to do. Have you ever done this in a Mexican restaurant, dude? Like you're eating chips with fervor, and you bite into a chip, and it like stabs you in the top of your fucking mouth and makes you bleed, and so you can't like. This happened to me like two months ago, and I couldn't like enjoy my meal when it came because I'm losing a quart of blood out of the roof of my mouth from yes. this fucking dangerous chip. Absolutely, all the fucking time. <laughs> the danger of you—you you know it's dangerous when in the fucking menu it always says children three years or younger should not be allowed to eat chips. I mean that's fucking that tells you the chips are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no shit. We have we keep around here nothing but corn chips too. That happens to me on at least a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I'll bite into a chip and just lacerations all throughout my mouth. Right, it's brutal. It is so brutal. And you know what? I bought the round ones thinking that that wouldn't happen. Not true. Still happens with round chips. Mm-mm. No, you bite them once and they're just, not, it's like <laughs> it's shards like a, of glass. It's like shards of glass. It's like a, like walking through one of those glass windows that breaks into a million pieces. <laughs> yes. Still love to know how they make that glass like that. Tempered glass. I guess they heat it up and cool it. Or what the hell do they do to make it break into such small pieces? Ah, oh, shit. I don't know. That science is beyond me. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what they do do. I'm not going to look it up, but uh, listeners, if you want to call us up, 478... Oh, 646-478-0616. Talk to us here on the Hypersloth Happy Hour. Let us know why tempered glass breaks into a bazillion unsharp pieces. But they are kind of sharp. They're just littler sharp pieces, aren't they? Yeah, they're easier to pass if you swallow them. <laughs> yeah, they're easier to eat. You know what? I knew this dude who was a total idiot in Austin who thought it was cool. He would, like, smash a light bulb and, like, eat the pieces. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, and he wasn't, like, a frat guy. He was, like, an alternative dude. And I'm just like, man, you are retarded. You are certainly retarded. That was, I'm guessing, back in the 90s, whenever what was big was, like, the whole... The whole freak show, circus, sideshow yes. deal was like yes. becoming a big deal. He was like the guy I've that could eat glass though, eat light bulbs. without a gig. <laughs> he like couldn't even get a gig eating glass anywhere. He would, he would, people were that uninterested in him. <laughs> hey, I can eat glass. Man, I love Okay. Him. He did have kind of a hot girlfriend, but a couple weeks after we met, let's just say that they broke up. Oh, really? Did she swallow that. a bulb? A purple bulb? I'm going to tell you what, Rufus. Have you ever had sex with a woman that squirted? No, and I blame myself for that. <laughs> well, Isn't that on the man to make that happen? No, no, it does not. I can tell you that right now, it does not. 
Oh. I'm speaking from experience. I'm only half a man, and I made it happen. But it's uh, it's different, dude. You know what I mean? I'll tell you, you can tell that she's not faking. Let's put it that way, to say the least. Okay. But it, I don't know if I can tell that from anyone, but all right. Well, if she squirts all over you, you can tell because, you know, I never understood what they talked about with the wet spot in the bed. After having sex, uh-huh. I always thought that was like from a dude. <clears throat> but uh, if you have sex with a chick who's a squirter, we're talking like a serious wet spot in the bed, like a grab a towel wet spot that gets like all cold and weirder in the middle of the light, and you're just like oh, you're like shivering, sleeping in the wet spot. It's brutal. But wait, I've, I've experienced that. I didn't know that it was like you know any squirting going on. I just thought it was. I don't know. Juice. No, dude. It's like squirting, and it's like a lot of shit comes out. And people think it's like, I mean, I've only had sex with one chick who did it, okay? And uh, we dated mm-hmm. for like a year and a half. But, uh, so it's a real thing, but it's just, I don't know. I don't, it's not something that, it's not like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to explain, I guess. <laughs> You know, like on, when it's you're watching a chick watch. do it in a porno or something, you're supposed to be like all turned on by it. But I'm like, I just, I'm not feeling turned on by that. It seems a little mess. All, all I think about the messier shit gets in a porno, right? The more I just think about, as in my age, I'm like, man, who's gonna clean that shit up? Right. And you now know? imagine, Fuck. now imagine being like 24 years old and not changing your sheets for a year <laughs> and dating a squirter. Let's just say it turned into a waterbed. <laughs> Unintentionally. But a boom. No, but I mean, I think it's one of those things where guys are like, that's so fucking hot when they'd like see a chick squirt on a video or something. And you're just like, you know what? You've never had it then because the mystique, I think, is more about it than the actual how cool people think mm-hmm. it is when it happens. That's just my two cents. Let's call that part of the show my two cents. Zigzag's two cents. <laughs> okay, I'll come up with a jingle for that. Zigzag's two cents. You know what? Dude, on the way home today, I was I was running late to get to the show, man. I would have had it if Skype would have let me sign in like it's supposed to. But I stopped and got sure. uh, pizzas at Little Caesars, right? And, uh, awesome. you know, I've got two pizzas and a thing of Coke and the guy behind me is like holding two pizzas or whatever. And I hold the door open for him with my back and the guy doesn't say thank you. And I wanted to smash his fucking skull in with this two liter of Coke I was holding. Is that wrong? No, that's not wrong. I think there needs to be a thing in society called the, the anti thanks where if you do something nice for somebody <laughs> and it's not acknowledged, you, you could immediately force upon them a, a repercussion like i could smash equal him to the, the niceness skull? you were going to give them right i like the sound of that dude because i thought to myself if i would have smashed that guy in the skull and the cops would have come and i said look dude i held the door open for the guy i'm holding two pizzas and a fucking two liter he's only holding two fucking pizzas i think i'm in the right to smash that guy's fucking brain in with this two liter of diet pepsi and i think any cop would have said Yes, sir. Yes, yes, you are. 
You're right. Any cop would have looked at that guy uh, groveling on the ground and been like, what the fuck, man? Get up. Open the door for you. All he did was bust your head open with a get fucking up, two liter. Bitch. <laughs> get, get to your feet or I'm going to tase you. <laughs> Act like a man. Let him hit you with the two liter again. Like a real man. That's <laughs> right. I'm going to tase you until you stand up. <laughs> I would have happily fucking smashed that guy's head in with that two liter. I'm not lying, though. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I believe it. it is rude. It's disgusting. You can fracture someone's skull with a two liter, obviously. Fuck yeah, especially if you shook it up and like built the pressure up. Got it, it super That's hard. Really I'll have to remember that if I'm ever in a prison fight. Grab a two liter. <laughs> First, you got to smuggle one in. No, you don't. Don't you watch any of those jail shows, dude? They got two liters of fucking Mountain Dew and all kinds of shit. What? Fuck, dude. Being in jail is like living in the world's best dorm. Seems like to me. <laughs> it's like college for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Really? That's true. Except, well, no babes. But plenty of dudes who kind of look like babes. Right, yeah. I mean, what if you're not picky, really? I mean, look, let's be honest. You do way more jacking off than you do in college than getting laid. Right? I mean, realistically. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so, I don't know how much different it is than at least the first... Uh, actually, it was like the years after college, there was like a, a small shortage, like a eight-month window where I would just rather smoke pot and drink beer than talk to chicks. Well, we got some static coming in on your end, Rufus. What's going on there? Do we? I don't know. Hey, don't uh, anything. tell me, so you got back into the UFO stuff? Did, did you ever see that footage we were talking about? Or that I was talking about? No, I... I, I had seen it. I listened to that show. I had seen it. I didn't realize you were talking about that footage. And later in the conversation, I addressed it as the same thing. And yeah, I saw it. I I don't I I don't know. No, I'm still not back into it. Um, I haven't left it. My interest hasn't fallen off. But it's it's hard to stay into it, man, because there's so much total fucking bullshit out there that you got to have the patience and the time to really drill down to anything worthwhile and even when you do then you get to drill down further because it's just there's so many fucking nutbags and idiots out there and so many youtube channels that just want to make a buck and they're it's so easy to make fake footage nowadays so i'm kind of out of touch with it but yeah i did i know that footage you're talking about and uh, i mentioned in the last episode leslie Leslie Keen wrote a uh, big right. article about I remember now. respected journalists and stuff. But uh, I think even some debunkers came on, or skeptics, and they kind of proved that it was actually a, a jetliner just flying its normal path from A to B that was picked up, and it looks weird from a perspective. But then again, the Chilean government was looking at it for what two to three years and they corroborated all that and they said no it's not so who fucking knows who knows I mean, you'll if, never if know I, the truth but it's out there if i was a 
If I was a billionaire and single and had nothing else to worry about, I would deep dive into that shit for sure. But man, for a dude with a kick-ass fucking radio show and multiple websites and a goddamn kid and wife, it's uh, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> it is tough. Well, you know what? After your first billion, you can uh, you can delve into that stuff. You can seek it out more readily. You can hire a team. Yeah, it'll find me. Yeah, if, it will. If I got a billion, it'll probably find me. They'll probably pick you up in a spaceship and take you to some other planet. Oh God damn! I wish they do that right now. Do you ever, dude? You know what? I was at my building up in the my office building uh, a couple days ago at night when it was really late, and I just smoked some weed, yeah. and I was thinking about ghosts, right? Because it was super dark, and the building was built in like. 1905 and i was looking at this i went down to the basement and i was looking at this spot on the ground where someone had carved 1944 into some wet cement right and i'm just thinking like fucking show yourself show yourself you know what i mean i was like wanting a ghost to like show itself to me you know what and it just didn't happen cool i mean really i mean don't you think that'd be kind of cool that'd be fucking a friendly ghost obviously awesome but I mean, well, sure. You know what? I'm just saying, are ghosts real? I mean, I've never seen a ghost. Have you ever seen a ghost? I've had one. I, I'm saying, have you ever a seen a ghost? Not like a weird feeling or I don't whatever. Like, have you seen a ghost? I don't. I don't know if it was a ghost or not. But it was a dude that shouldn't have been there and was and. You're talking about the he guy who gave you me. directions? Yeah. You think that was a ghost? Only thing. Well, I, I don't know. He was the only guy I'd seen for a long time, and I heard his voice in, in my ear as if sitting in my back seat. So I don't know what else it could have been other than... Well, I mean, yeah. I think the whole ghost thing and all that bullshit that is like "quote unquote" paranormal. Is, I think it's completely scientifically explainable. We just don't pay any attention to it. I mean, there's multiple dimensions and shit. I don't think any of the things that we think are weird, ghosts or otherwise, are completely natural. And one day we'll have explanations that can be proven and mathematically fucking carried out. You think so? So, because yeah, I get the feeling watching those ghost well, yeah, it, hunter shows. That that shit is so fucking fake that anybody... That's even easier than making up like a UFO hoax. Because all you do is like put some kind of weird... Here's some weird crackling in the background. Be like, Did you hear him? I heard him say, let's go to sleep. You know what I mean? And it's like... And they're like, oh, I heard him say he was going to chop our heads off. You ever seen those shows? Oh, yeah. I used to watch those shows a lot. But you're right. They're all, they're all fucking crap. It's either... They they record something that's nothing but static, and then they tell you beforehand what to listen for. And <laughs> right. You're like, oh, yeah, I can hear that. Yes, exactly. Or then right before a commercial, they'll be doing like the, the locked-in thing where they're locked into a house. And right before a commercial, one guy will be like, did you see that? And they'll come back from commercial, and they'll be like, yeah, that was just a tree blowing the wind. <laughs> right, it's, yes. It's always like fucking nothing. Yes. And you're like, wait four minutes for fucking commercials to watch. He's like, oh yeah, dude, that was my shadow on the from my phone. I was calling, I was texting my wife. <laughs> right. 
I was telling my wife to cue the hissing voice sound outside of the window. <laughs> That's what, but my ringtone sounds like rattling chains. <laughs> That's Sorry. what they're doing. That's probably exactly what they're doing. They just like play stuff off their phone. Did you hear that, dude? That was like Baby Got Back. I think I heard Baby Got Back in the background of that. <laughs> Oh my god! I just have to laugh at those. I mean, I just—I don't know if there's a ghost. Do I want to see it? Yeah, I guess I want to see it. But then maybe I'm like, maybe I'm afraid to see it. Really? Like, are you afraid of ghosts now that that dude gave you directions? Are you like some kind of peace? I'm neither. I don't, I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't know if it if, if it was a ghost. I have no idea. I mean, maybe there was some overlap with a different timeline in the fucking universe. I don't know if it was a ghost or not. Maybe you if died. If I saw a ghost. Maybe you died in that instant and you're living like the alternate reality right now. Maybe in some other dimension. That's possible too. That guy cut your fucking head off right then. Right when he told you which way to go. He could have. He could have murdered us, me, uh, me, and my future wife both. Boy, now that is cruel. That was cruel. Yeah. Now you know, dude. You are in hell. <laughs> you have. You, now you know you are absolutely in hell. <laughs> if there was a heaven, like you said, ghost. it would have just been one of you, preferably you, of course. <laughs> dude, heaven for me is just me in a room. <laughs> With a computer and some good music and a couple of guitars, and then and no beer. This, you know, oh my god, I you're gonna say that if it's reasons. so peaceful in heaven and you get exactly what you want, you don't need beer? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, dude, I only need beer because things aren't perfect. See, if you things think were perfect, that I wouldn't need it. No, because think about it, dude. Haven't you watched the commercials? It makes like the good stuff even better. That's the great thing about okay, beer. Well, if I'm in heaven, it's all—it's a mood equalizer. Well, if I'm in, yeah, right? I understand what you're saying. I do. E- wait, 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 wait! I don't want a mood equalizer. I want a mood enhancer. Right? So if I'm in heaven, give me fucking peyote, coke, crack. Give me all that fucking shit because it's not going to kill me in heaven. I'll do it all. Dude, I don't think... People can say that, but I don't think that crack could be that enjoyable of a high that you'd want to do it in heaven. It just does not look fun. (laughs) Does it? It doesn't... Being like that kind of fucked up to me, like on meth or something, I've never done any drugs like that. I've only really smoked pot and taken acid like twice and mushrooms like twice. But I mean, obviously I've smoked a lot of pot. But uh, I I don't see like a drug like math or something being enjoyable to me on any level. Honestly, I don't, I don't either at all. It's gotta be enjoyable at least while you're doing it. But if, you know, if the consequence, if anything that means that your face will be covered in sores and you have no teeth, I'll stay away from that. You know, I'll, I'll but wait, you're in heaven, dude. So assume that you're not going to get any sores and your teeth aren't going to fall out. I just don't see like being methed up and all speeded out. Like it just does. It doesn't seem like it would be fun. I don't. I don't know. If, if I'm in heaven, I'll try it. If there's no consequences, you know what? If I With can your smoke luck, crack dude, and have a perfect smile, you would like smile, go to heaven and it. get addicted to meth. That's so fucking you. 
That's so Rufus to go to heaven and get addicted <laughs> to meth. Well, hey, don't let me in heaven then, bro. Uh, dude, it's we just made the point that you're in hell already fucking 10 minutes ago, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, well, damn, I've, I've had a an epiphany. I guess I'd rather be in hell just drinking Bud Light than heaven doing meth. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'd rather have you here with me in hell. Nothing wrong with hell, dude. <laughs> Look, the good news about this hell is it's only going to last four years. Unless there's an assassination. <laughs> oh, is that right? Dude, I, I, you got to be as surprised as me that no one has tried to assassinate Trump yet. And I'm not saying I'm going to assassinate Trump oh, thought- or want Trump dead or anything, but I'm actually kind of fucking shocked, really, because people are really bananas I- over this shit. You know what I mean? There was a... Uh- I saw in Drudge Report they posted a the cover of a magazine, apparently a prominent magazine in Europe, that was just a picture of Trump with the crosshairs on his fucking temple. Right. That's fucking insane. That like journalism. Obviously, this writer was that, as surprised you know? as me that no one's tried to fucking kill Trump yet. I mean, dude, there was that guy at his yeah. rally. Remember that guy rushed him his rally and had that fucking gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, that guy could have been a natural hero. You think? I get, well, goddamn, let's not go there. I'm, I'm be not four saying years of that. shit, and then I'm, be saying, over. I'm saying there's 1.6 million right now women that would agree with me on that. It's got to, if someone does take him out, it's got to be a woman. Would you agree with that much, at least? Uh, I guess I don't know. I don't think anyone should take him out. Just I, we I didn't say you should fucking... take him out. I said if if anyone does, it should be a woman. Does a woman have that good of a name? No, dude. She's just gonna snap him up with her pussy. She's gonna snap his hands off with with her <laughs> pussy, and he's just gonna bleed out right there. Uh, she she must be a squirter. What kind of guy fucking says something like that? I've said a lot of shit about like trying to get laid and shit. I have never ever told someone that it was okay to grab someone's pussy. It's just that's not normal behavior. You don't say it. You just do it. You don't want to warn anyone in advance. Right. That's what Billy Bush just said. And... You're just you're all talk, Donald. Now get out there and fucking grab some pussies. <laughs> and Donald did. That's the sad part. He did, and he got away with it. He's getting away with everything. Dude. I know. It's insanity. He's. I mean, what's funny, dude, is we kind of made fun of what we thought that Donald would be like as a president when we thought there was no way in hell he was going to win. And now I'm like, oh, my God, he's doing all the fucking crazy shit we said he would. It's fucking terrifying. It's it's terrifying, I guess. I, I don't care because, like I said before, I've detached myself from all. I'm watching you have to as a third I do. I, I'm, I'm a spectator. It's a spectator sport. I'm amused by everything that's happening. I can't stop it. So why See, fucking that's worry funny about it? I'm just watching it and just like, oh my god, you're taking that route, and I'm just finding my proverbial happy place for the next four years. 
I'm just like gonna probably meeting some other personalities of my own and stuff like that because I'm just gonna like try to find my happy place. No, that is my happy place. My happy place is that I've realized that I can just observe all this has no impact on me. Really, very minimal impact on me right. personally. Honestly, right. so I can just kind of watch it and be like, okay, wow, look at this crazy shit show going on. That's kind of fun. It's just luckily I'm a white American male, so let me tell you, I did a little like me. I did a little experiment on myself when we were in that hotel room, right? When we went to uh to that hotel room in Grand Rapids, and my wife and daughter were down at the pool. Okay, so I'm up in the room. Uh-huh. I I sneak off to the bathroom and medicate, obviously with some uh, Gorilla Glue number four for those of you who'd like to know how high I was. <laughs> And um and I I sat down and I you know I wasn't familiar with the TV channels on the thing. So I'm flipping through the channels and I get to Fox News. And I'm like, "You know what? I've never Uh-oh. really watched Fox News, so I'm going to turn on Fox News and watch it for, you know, whatever and see what it's about." So I start watching Fox no. News, dude, and I'm telling you my blood pressure was like starting to go up. It's like they're yelling about everything. It's like constant arguing. The whole channel yes. is nothing but people arguing. And they invite two sane people on to be attacked by like four insane fucking hosts. Right? Like two yes, normal people that are going to talk sense are made out to be fools by the staff who is like cutting them off and like shutting them down when they're, you know, like making sense. And then they're like, no, no, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And they just, like, cut away. It's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like a circus show. I didn't realize that's what it's like. It's no wonder people are so easily brainwashed by that. And they are, because that Fox News is the uh, highest rated fucking... Dude, you know what it is? It's (laughs) It's like the televangical bullshit. They get you all fucking amped up, and they it tell is. you that it's all got a fucking sense of urgency, a sense of urgency, a sense of urgency, to where it like makes people fucking insane. That's the same thing they do with cults. You know what I mean? When they get someone in a cult, that's kind of how they indoctrinate them. They make them feel like it's something very important, and they're in on the fucking inside track, and something's got to be done about it right now. You know what I mean? That's how they brainwash yeah. people. It's, yeah, and it's the same thing with conspiracy theories. Exactly the same thing. Jeez Louise, what a nut we cracked tonight here on the Hypersloth Happy Hour. I'm getting excited just thinking about <laughs> hey, it. Hey, you want to play? You want to play the VIP? Yeah, let's take it into the VIP. See you in the VIP roof. Did you know that Mary Tyler Moore died, right? Oh my god, my first my first crush. Mine dude. too. She was my, totally my first Hands crush. Hands down, dude. I used to watch reruns of the Dick Van Dyke show and like fucking oh my god. get a boner over her. She is so sexy of a woman. Even when she got older, she was really attractive. She was hot 
She was cute. She was smart. Two different things, and she was both smart, funny. Yes. Yeah, I had a huge crush on her, and and yeah, it was from the Dick Van Dyke show. Man, I love that show, and I was just like, man, oh, I know Laura Petrie, the, the perfect gal. You yes, know? yes, and you know man. what? You just knew that Dick Van Dyke was gay because they slept in separate beds. <laughs> so I always thought that if I was there. We'd be sharing that little tiny bed of hers. I mean, she had like she'd put a nightgown and stuff on. I swear, I might have saw some nip on that show, or that was like a ghost. It was right? ghost nip there? because I wanted to see it so ghost bad. Nip. I envisioned it was there. <laughs> sort of like the Sears catalog when you were a kid. You're like, I swear, I can see some fucking nipple. Oh my god, the Sears catalog was a gold mine of boner material. Just the like, like the middle section. The cool part was like all the toys were in the back, so you could release one and then go and look at like the remote control cars and stuff and get really get back to reality. <laughs> yeah, get back to reality. Exactly. Remote control cars. My daughter, like, uh, dude, we got my daughter. God bless her. God bless her, dude. She loves drones, right? And I have like that really mm-hmm. nice Phantom Three drone that I use for for video stuff. And I've let her fly it a couple times, but it's so fucking easy to fly. It practically flies itself, okay? But we oh, bought awesome. her a drone. First, we got her this little pocket drone. Have you seen these little drones? <laughs> that yeah. are pretty much good for nothing. They, like, go up and down, and they're, like, out of control in, like, one second. You know what I mean? You're not really, like, flying the drone. You're more watching the drone pretty much fly away. So she loses that one. Right. It flies off and into the yard somewhere. And we can't, it's so little, we couldn't even find it in the yard. That's how little this fucking drone was. So my brother had a, like a cheaper, like a $60 drone that he wasn't using anymore. And so I said, can I have that drone? He's like, yeah. So we brought it home and we charged it up and she was flying it for 10 minutes and it got stuck like 500 feet up in this tree. So now we can see that oh, drone. We can see the drone, right? And we've been able to see the drone for like five months, but there's just no way it's coming out of this tree. <laughs> so for Christmas, I surprise her with another drone, right? It's supposed to have this button. I bought it on QVC. It's got this button that you push that makes it land and take off. And there's no need for this fucking button, right? You should be able to just use the joystick. But so she's sure. playing with it, and it fucking goes straight up in the air and like flies away. Not didn't fly away. It flew into a tree, <laughs> right? So we can see this drone okay. now, like sitting in this tree, and my daughter is like, "I'll never." She's like crying that she's like, "I just suck at flying drones or whatever," and it's oh shucks. I know. I felt bad. It's just like it's not that. It's that these little drones are just not made to fucking really fly. It seems like and be in control. You have to be in like a huge field. Yeah, I bought a drone a couple of years ago, and it was a it was a pretty good size one. I guess it was I don't know, a foot and a half by a foot and a half. You know, it was a quadcopter. You know, they got four propellers, and I loved it, and it flew up. But it was a little hard to control, and once it it got lost over the tree line, and went out of signal, and I saw it plummet <laughs> just right into the wood, the dense woods, dense. And I had to go through like thorns and shit, and I finally found it. And I got it back, and I'm like, all right, 
cool, let's fly it again. And I flew it up, and it went way up, <laughs> and then fell in the pond. Mm-hmm. And it's still submerged in the pond. And I, it landed in the pond, and I ran to the pond, and it was floating there, but too far away. And I grabbed the stick, and I couldn't get it, and it just sank, and bubbles came up. Like you know, a sad TV show. And now, yeah. a thousand but years from now, when they drones are thousand years now from now when they drain that pond or dig up that pond, they're gonna find that little thing and be like, "Oh my God, there was people from outer space here that were super tiny creatures that flew here in this little copter." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they might find more than that because this uh, this drone had a camera on it, right? So it's probably oh my god, me, like chasing after it. Like a tiny version of me on the ground chasing after it and fucking with a remote. <laughs> a thousand years from now, dude, so. they're going to think that you're like some kind of god and probably be worshipping you because they found this likeness of you on this little disc that they don't even know how to use anymore. I'll end up on ancient aliens. You'll, you know what? You'll probably end up scratched 80. on the side of a wall in some cave somewhere. You know, you bring up a really interesting point when you say that. Like, I've always wondered about archaeology and anthropology and stuff. Whenever we find these things, like a pot that has something carved in it or a tablet, how do we know that that represents reality at all and not just one person being a fucking idiot? Just talking randomly. Like, I, if somebody found this show and listened to this show, they would think that... The entire fucking civilization of America and the world during this era were just concerned with, <laughs> you know, beer and weed and, and pussy having fun and squirting. Right? See, they'd be right about <laughs> exactly. the squirting. That's obviously, that's yeah, okay. But it, uh, I think our view of history is largely fucked only because we put way too much weight. And the few things that we find. That's true. Good point. That's a very good point, Rufus. I mean, lost civilizations. It says itself what it is. You know what I mean? You're going to find a lost civilization. That's like a whole group of people that you don't know what the fuck they were doing during that time. Right. We're just Maybe we're just finding the stupid people stuff. Is that what you're saying? Could be. Well, okay, look. Right now, most people... In the world are fucking stupid. That's what I mean. Right? right? Good point. That's a great point. Trump's president. So you you have to assume that whatever you find, whatever's etched in whatever stone or whatever was written by somebody who was a fucking idiot and probably owed somebody money and was made fun of and bullied in school and does not paint a good picture of history. But that's what informs our museums. I agree. I see exactly where you're coming from, dude. I really do. Huh. That's deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. We'll call that two cents. Rufus is ten cents worth. Two bits. Rufus is oh, two bits. Cents. Two bits. You're really making people think on the show tonight. Here I am talking about squirting and stuff like that, dude. And you're like, you're you're taking us in other dimensions. Who's the one smoking pot here, me or you? Hey. Hey, I'm really right now. It's me. A lot about squirting after tonight's episode. Trust me. I'm telling you, dude. It's what would I liken squirting to? It's like when you see the Ferris wheel at the circus and you think it's going to be like the most fun ride, 
in the world and you just want to go on the Ferris wheel and see how awesome it is and then you go on the Ferris wheel ride, you're like, boy, that is fucking lame. That's how squirting is. It's like the what? legend, the myth is better than the reality. The legend. Only but because why, you have to sleep in the cold, wet for... spot. You can't. Let me tell you what it would what, be insulting would to a woman. Be... Is if you, she like squirted all over you when you're having sex with you and you're like, okay, now change the sheets. Just kind of kills the mood. You have to you have to be man enough to snuggle in the wet spot. Not an easy task. We call it a swampin'. Swampin', yeah, there you go. You get up in the morning and you're like half of your face and your body is pruned or like raisined like you've been in the in the bathtub too long. Oh my god. And you got pubes stuck to your lips. <laughs> oh man. No, that's the thing about squirters. They keep pretty cleanly shaven. Lest they get... Oh, is that right? <laughs> Otherwise, it gets like a sprinkler action going. <laughs> Nothing is grosser, I'm going to say it's this, than, than watching a porn where a chick squirts and it gets on the fucking camera. Oh, that's, that's, what, that's called gonzo, right? That's I don't know. I didn't know it was a particular kind of porn. I've just seen it happen. I'm like, man, they they should cut that out. I, as somebody who values technology, I would just be pissed that they got that shit on my fucking camera. You don't think honestly. there's like a a porn, like a cover? The guy's like in a biohazard suit with, uh, no, he's not, is he? He's probably standing there in his underwear. No. I would imagine. He's got the camera in one hand and his dick in the other. Do you ever see those bloopers, those porno bloopers, where the guy fucking jizzes and it gets all over the fucking cameraman? <laughs> no. You have not. to see that. Nothing. And it's it's an amazing thing to see, and you almost have to think it's staged because the guy doesn't get up and run away freaking out like any normal fucking dude would if he got sperm on him. <laughs> It wasn't his own. I'm like, man, that guy just like got a facial and he's sitting there fucking laughing about it. Like that is a, that is a fucking, that's a seasoned, uh, cameraman right there. That's a guy that does the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sure he's, he's, he's quite seasoned. I'm sure (laughs) marinated. Yes. To say the least. Uh, yeah, but uh, I know you're going to Google that now and go feel free. And I want the listeners to feel free to Google that as well. Because it is a sight to behold. I don't know. I just don't know how you do it. I don't I don't think I could stand the smell of being in the room with other people having sex. You know, a few times on Reddit, people in the, the industry have done an AMA and asked me anything. And a lot of people ask the obvious stupid questions, but they other other people ask like legitimate questions, like you know what's it like? What someone I'm looking to get into the industry? How do I do it? What should I expect? And always, always somebody responds, or the person doing the AMA, whether it's a cameraman, a director, <laughs> quote unquote director, or an actress or an actor, they're like, get ready for the smell. Jesus the Christ. Sucks reek of fucking ass and taint and sweat. Uh, it's no. disgusting. It it fucking reeks. There's just no way I could do it, it then. Hey. There's no way I could do it. Ugh. 
I can't imagine the smell, really. I'm surprised mm-hmm. those dudes could get it up. I can't get it up when the TV is too loud. Well, no. I can't get it up when the TV's on at all. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. I'll tell you what, turn on a nice soap opera and try to schmooze your wife a little bit. Make it all worthwhile. Soap opera. You watch soap operas, right? What do you? What I do, do you watch like? soap operas. Really, The Young and the Restless, and um, I watch The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Then sometimes I'll catch Days. I mean, I don't really watch it. It's on, dude. I can't. I have a problem yeah. where I can't work unless the TV is on. Is that sad? No, it's not sad. I, I'm kind of the same way. But I, I leave it on something like uh, the first 48. or Right, and see, I've seen all those. I know what you're saying. But during the daytime, because I like to watch the news at noon, that I'll turn on that, and then the soap operas come on right after, and you're just like, after like two weeks, you can you can be hooked on a soap opera. I swear to God, you can. I've been watching the same soap operas for years, though, since college. Nothing changes. <laughs> just the chicks get hotter. And younger, it seems like. The chicks get hotter and younger and the dudes get older and wear more makeup. Yeah, but it's it's always like one of the older dudes is schmoozing on some hot chick. So you're like, yeah, dude, that's that's a reality. That could really happen to me if I was like a... That's how they keep the male. But they never, but they never, nobody ever has a job. If you have a job on a soap opera, it's like one of two things. First of all, you either come from a bunch of money, so you don't have to work it, but you quote-unquote work at the giant Globocorp. You know what I mean? Like it's going to happen for my daughter and your son. They're just going to be able to hang out at the offices at Globocorp with like a title. You know what I mean? And they'd be like quote-unquote running it, but in the meantime, they won't really be doing anything except working on a quote-unquote project. You know, there's never any real work going on. Or you're a bartender. Like, there's a ton. It, like, every fucking soap opera has a main character who's a fucking bartender. I swear to God. Really? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, okay. Do they start out as a bartender, but after they ride them into the show, of course, they own their own club. So they have more time to, like, be gallivanting around getting into trouble instead of, like, working at the bar behind the bar. Do they do they still film soap operas in the same way where it's like there's only two cameras and it looks like it's all shot on a stage? Yeah. Oh with yeah. Like camcorders. Oh yeah. Really? Oh no doubt. No doubt. It, you can practically see them if you get high and watch a soap opera. You can practically see them setting up the fucking props in the background. It's so bad. You're just like, oh my god. But see, luckily, what they do to get your eye off that Rufus is like make sure that the chick has a super low cut top on. Or like an evening dress in the oh, middle sure. of the day. If you ever want to see, there's no way these people would, anybody could live like this. But I think the problem is, like the real housewives are trying to live like people on soap operas where they like wear like fancy dresses like all day long. Like a dress that you'd put on to go to a New Year's Eve. They're like wearing that all the time. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that the sad part is like, reality is trying to be a soap opera 
Yeah, well, for some people, reality, at least. It seems like like soap operas, like, we watch, uh, I don't want to say a lot, I'm a, I'd be ashamed to say a lot, but we watch WWE wrestling because right? my kid's into it. And it seems like it's pretty much just a soap opera where people beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> right. It's basically the same thing. Well, people on soap operas, like, get in fist fights and stuff all the time. And they like push each other down the stairs and they, shit like that. Are they grown men just wearing underwear? No, usually no, no. They're hot chicks usually. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, then that's not. But for they me. they have that on the women's wrestling, right? Do you ever watch the women's wrestling? Oh my god, I uh, yeah, I'm, I've got a crush on some women wrestlers. I'm, I'm not even joking, dude. Sasha Banks. Look up Sasha Banks, dude. Will She's do. Now, uh, you ever, do you watch that reality like show it. with those chicks on it from the WWE? Are you familiar with this reality show? Yeah, yeah, but we, we don't have the WWE channel. We just have two of the channels that the wrestling matches come on. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we get the, the Raw or the whatever and... You know, the boy loves them, and we're watching it, and then the girls come on, and I'm like, where's Sasha Banks? Oh, there she is. There's Sasha Banks. Hello, Sasha. And my wife's like, why are you waving at the at the TV? Why are you what? Waving at the TV? Why are you scratching and sniffing the TV, Rufus? (laughs) Exactly. I'm, I'm cleaning it. Truth be told, I have a crush on, like, the one of the local news ladies. I'm not going to say which one because there might be local more than news one. ladies. But there's a couple of local news ladies that I'm local. like, they're legit. They're smart. They're sexy. They're funny. They're the whole package. Dude, the only thing local news has going for it are the babes. Honestly, local news channels pick out the best babes in in your community, no less. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I could see that person around town. I remember when we would, when we lived in Austin, Paige Gresset. Do you remember Paige Gresset? Yes. Oh my God! I, I remember she that was name so immediately. So sexy and wonderful. I wonder what Paige Gresset Gresset's up to these days. Should we look her up? Let's finish the show by looking up I'm Paige Gresset right now. You already have. I, I I remember that name. No, I'm doing it right now. I do. I remember that name, not the look, but the name. Gotta make well, sure. Well, some old Civil War general came up. There she is. Paige Gresset Allum is her name now. She's, uh, she currently, uh, dude, it. this is so weird. She currently works at Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary and West Austin what? News. Yeah. What in the world? Crazy. She's She's getting her master's at the Theological Seminary. How weird is that? What is she? Twenty-seven? Who gets a master's? In? No, she's, she's got to be, be that. dude. Let's see. She graduated from college. Uh, she graduated from UT in eighty-eight. She's our age. She's my age. She's older than me. Wow. She graduated from college a year I that one year after I started. Holy shit. She still looks good, dude. She still looks real good. God bless yeah. you, Paige Gresset. God bless you, Paige Gresset. 
Holy shit. She got her she got her fine arts in drama. How weird is that? Then went on to do the news. I guess what else you do? She was a disc jockey at Cool 99. She was reporter at KMLG. I have no idea where that is. That doesn't sound like Austin. None of these sound like Austin. Oh, Lubbock. She was in Lubbock. Then she came. Here it is, dude. 1993-1998. KTBC Fox. Fox 7. Yep. God bless you. Yep. So she's still in Austin. What do you think of that? I can't believe that uh, I didn't run into her. You didn't run into her about town. Since we were men about town. Yeah. Men about town. We're men about Roehampton. We were. Hey, dude. The the guy at the Friendly Mart called us rock and roll. That's all. That's That was enough for me at that stage in my life. That's enough. Yeah. I'm like, fucking A. I fucking made it, dude. This guy knows who I am. I'm fucking rock and roll. That's me. As long as one person who is not your active friend knows who you are, you fucking made it. How was I not rock and roll, dude? If you think about it, all I ever went there to buy was fucking beer and rolling papers. Doesn't get much more rock and roll than that, does it? To that guy. you, You had the long hair. Right. You had the long hair, the good attitude. Yeah, rock and that's how rock and roll should be. Where did rock and roll go wrong? Uh, I don't. I, Billy Corgan. I don't know. Billy Corgan. I blame Billy. Yeah, I blame Billy too. You know, on this show, we have a hatred of Billy. Let's see what Billy Corgan's doing today. What do you think Billy's doing today? I don't other know than if it's a hatred. A douchebag. Oh wait, he's getting the old band back together, right? Maybe Billy wants Hypersloth yeah, I, I to hate Billy. to open up for him, and then eventually we can headline and let Billy shine our collective shoes. I don't hate Billy so much as I have a pity for him. Um, really? He's just so wrapped up in his own fucking bullshit. He could be a better man if he would just, you know, hang out with guys like us. I don't think he can. I don't think he can. Here we go. Here you go. Billy, this is what you want to hear. Billy Corgan releases eight-hour Siddhartha Synth Jam in unpurchasable $375 box set. Do you hate him yet? What? Do you fucking hate him yet? Uh, Yeah. Do I need to? Let me read that to you one more time. Billy Corgan releases eight-hour Siddhartha Synth Jam in unpurchasable $375 box set. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he live tweeted himself playing this fucking synthesizer for eight hours. And then taped it and tried to reissue it. What a fucking weirdo. So apparently, apparently when you're rich just by doing nothing you're just you're rich and you know you can never do anything valuable again you just pretty much spend all your time wasting other people's time (laughs) i guess that you're like so self-important yes you're like who wouldn't want to listen to me fucking playing a synthesizer for eight fucking hours and then who wouldn't want to buy it for 375 but listen in another detail those who purchase the set will automatically be entered to win a record player 
advertised as a cool Corgany holiday giveaway. Oh Corgany. He described it as Corgany. Let's. You want to hear the synth jam for a second? Can we turn it on for one second, please? I have to hear yes, please, the synth please. jam. Awakening. As Siddhartha left the grove in which the Buddha, the perfect one, remained, in which Govinda remained, he felt that he had also left his former life behind him in the grove. As he slowly went on his way, his head was full of his thoughts. He reflected deeply until his feeling come alive. I fast forwarded. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me, Rufus. I'm flabbergasted. How much drugs is he on to think that someone wants to hear that? I wanted to fucking dig my ear out. Zigzag, he's a multimillionaire. Let that sink in. I don't, I can't. We've been putting out, we've been putting out astounding fucking content for, well, since 1996. And this motherfucker's a multimillionaire and doing that. It is hell. This is hell, Rufus. This is just a test. This is just a test. And Billy Corrigan is the, the Prince of Darkness. See, I can't even give him that good of a title. He, to me, just has to stay Uncle Fester. You know what? No, because I like Uncle Fester. Who is he? He's like a one of those little goblins in like The Hobbit or something. That's who he reminds me of. <laughs> He's a little... You're right. He's a little hairless goblin that lives under a bridge somewhere. Yes. Begging he lives in for like a fucking coins. He has like big fucking goofy feet. He's wearing a shirt that's like three sizes <laughs> too small for him. What the fuck, Billy? But the problem is, is he's he's a hairless, disgusting goblin that somehow is so rich that he can do this and get away with it. Well, That's needless to say, I'm sure off. it sold zero. He's selling it through his tea but shop. But the point is that, well, that's even if it sold zero, he's got eight hours out of his fucking day just to do it because he's so rich from doing nothing before it. Listen, he's somehow the, wealthy. Listen to what else he's doing to this box set. He's selling 500 copies of the box set with five signed and Corgan hand numbered. Ooh, you could get one hand numbered by him. Vinyl records, along with a mini synth and a trucker hat. With Corgan's initials on it. Where the f- what the fuck, dude? Where do you sign up for that? You immediately any, be wearing any a fucking human trucker being, hat with Corgan's fucking initials on it. I punch you in the fucking face immediately. That's what I was going to say. Any human being on this fucking planet who would want any of that shit, I want to kick you in the spine and have you removed from the fucking gene pool. You're, you're what's wrong with planet earth that girl deanna that we worked with at uh at uh delaware she was a huge smashing pumpkins fan well she wasn't exactly stable no no not by any means i'm sure she was like a secret cutter we might have known like our first secret cutter then and didn't even know what a secret cutter was because i hadn't watched enough lifetime did cutters exist back then uh i think so I'm sure they did, 
right? I think cutters started right when yeah, like it... child molestation started. I think they started cutting like a week after that. Oh, you mean when I was eight? <laughs> when did you start cutting, Rufus? Uh, I was thinking about starting to cut next week. <laughs> I was going to say, I just started cutting. Just haven't pulled the trigger. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about the trigger, dude. It feels so good. I've been looking for a good knife and, like, I've been researching, like, where to cut. Um, I'm about ready to start cutting. You're just, like, that close. I think, dude, if you want to look, on Amazon, they got a whole, like, an entry-level cutter's kit. It comes with a couple of different small knives, a piece of glass, and uh, and some long sleeve shirts, because you'll be like the only person wearing a long sleeve shirt in June. It's a black eyeliner. I mean, nowadays though, dude, it's like tattoos and shit like that have become the new like outward secret cutter. You know what I mean? It's like you see a super hot chick with a bunch of tattoos. You're like, man, who raped her? I wonder. You know. I gotta say that whenever I see a chick with a lot of tattoos, I immediately think, "God damn, that's fucking hot." But then I immediately also think, "She's fucked up. I want nothing to do with her." I'm saying, like, you see these super hot, like, fucking twenty-two-year-old chicks, dude, with like sleeves of fucking tattoos, and like these huge oh, tattoos, yeah. like on their legs and stuff. And I'm like, "God, in ten years, you know, you're gonna regret that." We need to, you know, what we uh-huh. need to invent. The 10-year tattoo, where, like, at 10 years, it just, like, washes off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're like, yeah, it's a real tattoo, years. but in 10 years, I can start my life all over again and live like a normal human being. Yes. There's got to be a way to do that. I wonder when Ivanka Trump started cutting. Uh, not soon enough. <laughs> if only Donald was the cutter in that family. I'm pretty sure he is. He probably is. Dude, I'm I, sure you know he what? He's just, a lot of shit. he, he's such an attention whore that he ran for president and won. And I, I think it's going to just punish his self-esteem. I think it's already like punishing his self-esteem because everybody, you know, he's like big no, on think- himself. And now everybody's, like, telling him what a piece of shit he is, but he's so fucking stubborn and retarded, he's just, like, going to lash out and be like, look at me, I am. I'm the hugest asshole ever. We need to quit testing Donald Trump. I mean, he is fucking certifiable. He's impervious. He's impervious to criticism. (laughs) You know, all the protests, all that fucking bullshit. You can protest all you fucking want, burn cars, make a clever sign. He doesn't give a fuck. He does not give a flying fuck. Dude, he's a smoke and mirrors guy because he's like creating all this bullshit, but secretly like pulling all these small coups like in government every week by having people concentrate on stupid shit like building a wall. He's like bringing all his fucking cronies into the government without a problem. And like the Democrats (sighs) are literally like laying down and rolling over for fucking Trump now. I mean, it's over. The next four years is over. Could be the next 20 well, years, you know what I mean? You never the, fucking know. It, Democrats laid down and rolled over before the election. That's the problem. That's true. They just assumed Clinton was going to win. Yep, you're exactly right. 
Sorry, I was taking a puff there, Rufus. Smoking some weed. That's cool. I'm about to take a puff myself. But did, did you ever get your bong? Before I. No, no, not yet. But I'm, You're I'm such going a to. Puss. I'm just going to take a puff in my beer can. But I, I got to run, dude, because my bladder, man. All right, I know that you I always a, puss a, out a, at this part a, of the show. But uh, until Tuesday, Rufus, this is Zigzag. This is Rufus. We're howling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm high. Deal with it. (laughs) All right. Until uh, next week, folks, why don't you listen to a little beer is food, and then I'll play our awesome show ender. Rufus, I'll talk to you Tuesday, brother. Have a good weekend. Righteous. You too, man.
Yeah, beer is food. I eat it all the time. Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.